At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray, and recently I had the opportunity to attend an event with Cobra and Puma looking at their club offerings for 2018. It was a great chance to see what's in store from the company next year, but also got a chance to speak to two of their representatives in Bryson DeChambeau and Ricky Fowler. So we're putting together a bit of a combination podcast today, and we're going to start with Bryson DeChambeau, who talked about his 2017 season and what it's like still trying to get adjusted to the notion that he is a PGA Tour winner. Please be joined by PGA Tour winner, reigning John Deere Classic champion, Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson, have you had a chance to look back on your uh, 2017 season, basically? You had, you had a great high yeah. at the John Deere, you had a couple yeah. of lows, a lot of yeah. in-between. What, yeah. uh, what's your takeaway from, from that season? Well, my biggest takeaway, honestly, you know, a lot of influential and wise people have, have talked about how you learn most from your losses. And the biggest thing for me was missing 14 cuts in a row. And that was probably one of the lowest points in my life, of uh, just being demoralized again and again. Everybody going, man, see, he's lost it. He doesn't have it. He's not a good player, blah, blah, blah. And, and sometimes even, you know, my coach and, and my parents struggling with, with me doing what I was doing. And um, But luckily enough, those are the closest people to me, and they were able to keep pushing me forward, saying, Bryson, you just got to keep doing it. You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. How hard is it to tune that stuff out, some of the negativity? Brutal. Right? It's brutal, but it definitely grows you as a person, and that's one thing that I've learned is no matter what people say, the only thing that's going to make you change is you. you got to believe in yourself, and that's what I learned this year. Uh, perseverance, dedication, and the ability to believe in myself at a higher level. A lot of people look at that when you had it the deer, but there had to have been a turning point before then. Yeah, it was, when the, you're to... it was the travelers. Yeah. Kind of went back to some swing thoughts in college that I had, and that really helped get my game kind of back on track. I started to, to move forward and progress forward with executing shots under the gun, under pressure, different winds, different lives, different situations. Uh, kind of getting back to my college roots, you know, when I won the NCAA as a US amateur. And slowly that's transitioned to kind of something else now, which has been awesome. I've been performing consistently. I can hit shots that I've never been able to hit under the, pro under the gun, which is great. But the Travelers is really where it started. Uh, I made the cut there and that was kind of a, okay, I know I can do this. I really know that this is what I want to do. And then I made the cut the next week, next week, and then I won. And I remember talking to Jimmy Walker when he won the PGA. He pointed back to the Canadian Open a couple weeks before, the week before, and he said it's, that was a, that way. it's a top 20 or it's top 25 or it's a made cut mm -hmm. by a shot as opposed to a missed cut by one right. or two that really kind of tends you to You learn talk. a lot by playing the weekend. I can tell you that. <laughs> that's that's for sure. The, the more weekends you, you play, the more you learn. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes. When you right. miss the cuts, you got no opportunity to learn for another two days. 
how uh, long did it take for the deer wind to sink in, or has it fully sunk in? Has yet? not fully sunk in. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, it went straight over, straight over the British, and it was obviously mm -hmm. cool. Everybody was saying, hey, great job, but it really hasn't sank in that I won a tour event this year. And uh, given the fact that I missed 14 cuts in a row, I never thought I was going to win this last year. And then being able to push through and believe in myself and execute under the gun, hit that 7 iron to 12 feet and knock that putt in, pretty cool feeling. One, one that definitely made me uh, believe that I can be a, a top contender for, for you know, being the best in the world one day. And looking forward to this season, you've already gotten off to a good start. Three yeah. top 20s in yeah. the fall. How important is it for you to use the fall kind of as a springboard into, into next year? Now you're in Kapalua, you're going to get off to a quick start. In right, January's right. Week. I think that's a huge benefit to me. And now I can... Like last year, for example, I couldn't really relax too much. First off, because I didn't know which events I was going to get into, but I didn't really get off to that great of a start. I missed some, cut, I missed a couple cuts and just struggling a little bit. But now that I've kind of got some status and I believe in myself at a higher level, and I'm, I think I'm 31 in the FedEx Cup points with. But who's not, counting, right? Uh, who's counting, right? <laughs> no, uh, even not playing my best golf. Yeah is pretty inspiring to me. So um, it's definitely gonna make me work hard this off season. Are you at all surprised about the reception that the one length irons have gotten over since you've you know, been the poster boy for this? For seeing sure? what Cobra Puma has done in their engineering technology, I've, I'm not that surprised, but yes. Looking back two years ago and talking to Mike going, you know, is this really going to be something for the amateur game that, that can be beneficial? We knew it would be, but we just didn't know if people would catch on. <laughs> and seeing what it's done now, uh, we definitely look at each other and go, man, I really can't believe this is happening now. But it is. It's changing the game. It's making people a lot better. All right, so you enjoy the physics. You've, you've got all the uh, quantitative stuff that you have with golf. What do you do to get away from the game? Well, I go spearfishing. Spearfish. Yes, I okay. love spearfishing. People, people don't realize that I'm quite active off the golf course. I love slacklining. I love uh, even just making food, cooking or whatever. But I love spearfishing. I love going off into a boat and and going diving in the Bahamas and just catching lionfish. All right, hold on. How does one get involved in spearfishing? It must be the first time that someone says, here, just take this spear and go try and find Yeah, well, what's funny is you get into the boat and they just give you a rod with a, like a slingshot sort of thing and you're just like, all right, go catch some fish. <laughs> so that they tell you and you jump in with scooby with uh, um, uh, snorkel, mm -hmm. snorkeling gear, get in there, you're just going under and then you got to dive down. 10 feet you're you know you go swim down 10 feet and you pull it back and you, you catch them and you go eat them that night it's pretty fun unfortunately when you miss though you got to go get <laughs> it off get the it? sea floor right you know? it's like it's tracking like, your own range ball oh it's terrible so you got to go down 20 <laughs> feet you got to learn how to pressurize and go down there uh is there any vector analysis underwater oh my gosh well there's light i mean yeah obviously there's refractional lights there's a lot of yeah. stuff that goes on with that that's for another time. <laughs> All right, last one, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah. All the mad scientist stuff. Do you embrace it? Does it rub against you the wrong way when things aren't necessarily going? Yeah, going sometimes it rubs against me, obviously, but there's always going to be naysayers that, in, in, in anything you do, no matter what. So for me, I, I try and take the best out of it yeah. and utilize it to my, my, my benefit. Well, there you go. Well, Bryson DeChambeau, thank you much for joining us, and thank uh, you. good luck in the, the 2018 season. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next up, I also had the chance to talk to Ricky Fowler, fresh off a runner-up finish at the OHL Classic at Mayakoba. Ricky talked about what it was like for him recently at the President's Cup, as well as his opportunities to set some goals moving into what could be a big year for him in 2018. First off, welcome back from Mexico. Seemed like a, a productive and fun week. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was nice to come off of uh, you know, a little bit of a break, not playing a whole lot. Got to kind of travel the country a little bit, going to... My homecoming at Oklahoma State, got to go to Napa, have some good wine to 
went to my girlfriend Allison's homecoming in Berkeley to mm-hmm. Scottsdale and back. And I think I played five rounds of golf from President's Cup leading up to the tournament. So it was nice to be refreshed, ready to go play. And, uh, man, Mayakoba is a, a sweet spot. It's a good little spot to hang out. How much thought for you went into the plan of skipping the Asia events, passing up some, some lucrative purses and, and things like that, and then deciding to add Mayakoba? Kind of an, an unconventional approach to the fall schedule, but certainly one that you feel like is going to pay off down the rest of the season. Yeah, I just think it was kind of a, a, a good time to get some sort of an off-season or, you know, not necessarily that we're getting a whole lot of free time to just sit at home. Uh, like I said, with traveling to, you know, being home for the holidays, there's, there's still even stuff going on. Even when you're off, you're traveling. Yeah, yeah, even when you're off, you're still hopping around, but um, just not playing as much. So I think this was really the, the first time that um, made sense, uh, the first time we've actually been able to do it. I feel like every year there's been some sort of traveling abroad in, mm-hmm. in the fall so to be able to, to stay inside the the u.s or north america yeah. include mexico so um, it's, a short, it's a direct flight I, it, was, it was a hour and 30 there yeah. from south florida so it's it's close enough yeah. um it just it made it to where you know not doing any of the long trips um you know yeah those those tournaments are great a lot of good world ranking points. Obviously, some, some great purses you're playing against. You know, it's uh, in China, Shanghai. You're playing against a, an amazing field in the WGC. But um, you know, you gotta pick and choose your battles sometimes. As far as you know, it's it's nice to get some time at home or travel a little bit and mm-hmm. have some free time. Um, the the meat of our season really being, you know, you have to really look at kind of the the June to September. Um, it's really. You know, obviously starting in, in the January time, Augusta's pretty special in April, okay. but the jam-packed part of it being that June to, yeah, like I said, September. Um, and with next year, Ryder Cup overseas, um, and then this year with leading up to playoffs, President's Cup, I just felt like it was a, a nice time to, to relax, um, get things going really in January yep. and, and you know, make sure we can uh, pick up right where we left off. Is it a shock to your system when I tell you this is your ninth season on tour? No, I'm still <laughs> in single digits. Um, I'm well aware of where I'm at, but um, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's gone it's gone very quickly. Um, is there an adjust, any adjustment of, of I don't know about goals, but just perception where you feel like there's got to be some point where you wake up and, you, and you're not a rookie or you're not in your first couple of years on tour and you realize that you're now very much entrenched in the veteran status. Yeah, I think especially once you get to that double digit, you're you're for sure a vet. So uh, I may still be trending that way. You enjoy one last lap here. Yeah, I guess one final season as a non-vet. Um, it's it's really cool to be in a spot where you know I'm able to to help out some guys coming on tour. Or, you know, any guys coming for advice. It's it's fun to to be in that role. I guess I've always liked to you know be around guys that uh, I could learn from. And to you know potentially be in a spot where guys maybe look to me to, to learn something, it's cool. It's special. Um, I think that's all a part of you know being on tour and, mm-hmm. and kind of handing down to the next generation. Um, I enjoy it, so it, it's cool. What was your personal highlight from the Presidents Cup at Liberty National? Uh, my personal highlight, I think when JT thanked me for for hitting the fairway every time <laughs> off the first tee. Um, it's a tricky little shot from down in that, that chamber that they built. That's that's the hardest tee shot on the golf course. And yeah. for it being the first tee shot, uh, especially when we had some of the windy conditions, um, it was it was not 
not fun or easy. Um, being able to have the, the three presents there on the first tee, um, that, was, that was pretty cool. But I think getting to play with, with JT, one of my best friends out there, um, and to, to have some success, um, that, was, that was probably the highlight. Where does a well-executed driver off the deck rank on most satisfying golf shots? Um, it's up there. I mean, I feel like I, I may do it more than I may hit that shot more than a lot of guys. Uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Um, I have I have confidence with it. Um, but it is a it is a very satisfying shot when uh, when you pull it off as far as when you hit it solidly uh, because drivers not very easy to get it get the ball high enough on the face where you do get that solid feeling. I'll let you go with a couple non-golf ones. What's your top uh, sports event as a fan that you've attended? Um, well, for me, growing up in action sports, growing up riding, racing, um, supercross, or dirt bikes. Um, so supercross for me is, is my favorite to, to be around, attend. I have a lot of good buddies that are still riding and racing. Um, so for me, being back in that arena and being with the guys and, and watching them do their thing, that's that's my number one. What's your go-to airplane snack? You got a cross-country flight. Go-to airplane snack. Well, a lot of times, just fruit and veggies. Okay. Um, but I'm a, I'm oh, a big sunflower. I'm a big sunflower seed guy. So sunflower seeds end up being a big part of the flight. Uh, and last one before I let you go. Your girlfriend Allison, world-class pole vaulter. Have you ever pole vaulted yourself? I have not attempted to pole vault yet. Has um, she tried to convince you? No, no. I, she's she's very conscious of making sure I stay healthy. <laughs> Um, it's not that she doesn't believe that I couldn't do well at attempting it. I've, I've carried a pole. Okay. Um, obviously, we do do um, you know a lot of workouts together from sprints and um, some work in the gym to you know kind of crossing what she does, what I do in the gym, and um, so it's fun to have a, a good training partner. And I feel like I've helped her too, maybe uh, <laughs> having a training partner. Um, but no, no. Uh, immediate plans to attempt pole vaulting. Okay, um, that's fair. I'll, I'll stick to carrying the pole for now. Okay, very good. Just carry the pole, hit the driver off the deck, and yeah. see how it works out for you. Well, Ricky Fowler, thank you much for joining us on this Golf Channel podcast. All the best in 2018. Thank you. Appreciate it. That'll do it for this special combination edition of the Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray. Remember that for more info, you can subscribe through iTunes or Spotify or visit golfchannel.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's, too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.